Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, September 6th, 2023. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined again today by Pastor Neil Radical. This morning we'll be going with a brief devotional thought based on Isaiah chapter 11, which is taken from our Read the Bible in a Year program you can find on the homepage of our website. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist." So what I really appreciate about this prophecy from Isaiah is it helps to clarify for us uh, what we can expect from the Messiah. So if you trace your way through the Old Testament, we're doing in my high school religion class, we're starting in Genesis, we're going through all the books of the Bible in chronological order. So we did Genesis, and then yesterday we did Job, tomorrow we'll do Exodus, and we're continuing on in that way. And one of the things I'm talking to the kids about, and I'm really hoping to emphasize with them this year, is that the whole Old Testament is a, it's a, it's a constant uh, zooming in on and a constant focusing in on the coming Christ, the coming Messiah. So I kind of picture, help them picture it as like uh, the Messiah is like, it starts out as this like really blurry image. So if you've seen a blurry image before um, where it's just fuzzy and it's pixelated and you can't see what's going on. That's the original promise God gave to Adam and Eve was, I will send the seed of the woman to crush the head of the serpent. Okay, so there's going to be a savior. There's going to be a, a victor who will who will conquer sin, death, and the devil, who will come to slay wickedness, but we don't really know much, that much about him. So that's that that pixelated, blurry image. But what we see through the Old Testament is that as more and more prophecies come, as more and more descriptions about the Messiah arrive, uh, we see this, this image coming into focus. So if you can picture this blurry image that over the course of thousands of years becomes more and more focused, more and more... Uh, 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 clear about who this individual is, eventually we get to Jesus and that's when the, the image consolidates into a clear picture of who exactly the Messiah is. And so this section from Isaiah is really one of those hundreds of prophecies that describe who the coming Christ would be and what he would do. Now this section here in Isaiah, this describes uh, the coming Christ and, and his uh, ultimate mission, which is not just to live and die and rise again, but to come again and to on that day come and judge in righteousness and uh, to to separate the believers from the unbelievers and to bring all those who believe in him to heaven. And so what we see from Isaiah here, just going back to kind of now this text, he says that a rod is going to come from the stem of Jesse, a branch will grow, grow out of his roots. So if you think of a, a tree that's been cut down or you think of a, a, a stump, from that stump can grow a, a fresh a, a new tree, a new plant. And that's what we, we see Christ doing, that branch growing out of the roots. And so he came from the family of Jesse. Now, who is Jesse? Maybe, Pastor, you want to, you want to tackle that? Who is Jesse? What is Isaiah talking about here? Jesse would be 
showing the Davidic line there. So David's father, Jesse, says to be David's greater son that's pointing to. And so ultimately we have this line of Christ that comes from Adam and Eve and goes all the way down through the nation of Israel into the kings and through David's offspring, through his descendants, would be the promised Messiah. So that stem of Jesse is showing that specifically what tribe the Messiah, Jesus, would come from. Yeah, so again, that kind of sharpening of the image, right? Who is this person going to be? We know he's going to come from the family of Judah. We know he's going to come from the family of, of Jesse and then of David. So we can trace our way, and Matthew and Luke both do that in tracing the, the genealogy of Jesus. We can say, yes, specifically, that Jesus, both through Joseph and through Mary, came uh, from the family of Jesse, the family of David. So Isaiah is being very specific for us here. It, this is where he is going to come from. And then he has a couple of identifiers of how we can recognize who this Messiah is going to be. It says, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. And of course, this is speaking of the Holy Spirit who worked in and with Jesus during, throughout his uh, earthly ministry. Obviously, um, the Holy Spirit is the one who inspires the word of God to be written. Jesus is the word of God made flesh. So very intimate relationship there between the Holy Spirit and between Jesus Christ. The Spirit led him, you know, led him out into the wilderness for those 40 days and nights and so forth. So the Spirit is a spirit of wisdom and understanding, of counsel and might, of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And so all those things uh, we see in the person and life of Jesus. You know, think of the, in, in Men's Breakfast right now, we're going through the, the different times that Jesus was <clears throat> confronted and quizzed by the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes and the lawyers. And over and over again, he proved his wisdom. He proved his understanding. Um, and eventually it's the point where it says, <laughs> uh, and no one dared question him any longer because he answered all their questions with, with wisdom. And uh, so Jesus had all this knowledge and wisdom and understanding. And most importantly, the fear of the Lord. It says even his delight is in the fear of the Lord. Uh, that's what gives him true joy is having that fear and respect, that honor and uh, uh, relationship with God the Father. So we really see all three persons of the Trinity here at work. So it's describing that Messiah, describing the Lord, uh, Jehovah, the, or the God the Father, and then the Spirit, the Holy Spirit as well. And then it starts talking about his judgment. And he says he's not going to judge by the sight of his eyes, nor by the hearing of his ears. That's kind of a little bit of an interesting question when it comes to Jesus, right? In verse 3 there, at the end, he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. What do you think Isaiah means by that? So now we're, we're moving past his time here on earth when he did work in wisdom and, and uh, understanding. But now we're talking about judgment uh, when Jesus comes again in glory to judge the living and the dead as we confess. What do you think he means there, Pastor? That he will not judge by the sight of his eyes nor by the hearing of his ears. My understanding of that is the Lord doesn't look at man the way we do. He judges their heart. So ultimately it really shows us that we can't judge the way the Lord does and that he judges in a way that's beyond sight and beyond what we hear or see. Obviously, we know that people's fruits, the things that they say or do, comes out from the heart, like Jesus talks about what comes out of the, a man, kind of defiles a man for what the sinful heart, but he ultimately looks at the root of the problem and that's the heart of people. Yeah. And so he's not going to judge by the sight of his eyes, but rather the next verse says, with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity the meek of the earth. So he is judging in righteousness, which means if you are right before God, if God sees you as having done what is right and good and holy, uh, you will be judged 
judged as uh, righteous and if you have done what is wicked and sinful and uh, uh, failed what God expects you to do, then you'll be, well, it says there, he'll strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips, he shall slay the wicked. Uh, so if you're looking back on your life like I do and you see the, the sin that lies there, uh, it would be easy to lose hope, obviously, in this moment. But verse 5 tells us, righteousness shall be the belt of his loins and faithfulness the belt of his waist. So when it says that Jesus judges in righteousness, what hope do we have, Pastor? That he is our righteousness. Jeremiah, you know, Isaiah's contemporary, Jeremiah says, the Lord is our righteousness. So that's the only way we can be judged. Um, not guilty is by having the righteousness of Christ outside of ourselves. Yeah, so it's not our righteousness that we we come before God's throne pleading uh, that for our righteousness. We plead the merits of Jesus' righteousness, and he gives it to us freely and openly. He offers that, that salvation to each one of us, the forgiveness of sins in his blood, and because of that, uh, we can be assured and comforted that when Jesus comes to judge again, that we will be judged as uh, as righteous before God, and that he will uh, give us the the eternal reward of heaven that he has promised for all those who believe in him. Um, so I, I really appreciate those two uh, nouns there, righteousness, to be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness, the belt of his waist. You know, God is faithful, which means God keeps his promises. He does what he says he's going to do. And because of that, we can be confident that as he has promised us the righteousness of Jesus Christ, he will come through and give us that righteousness uh, according to his good and gracious will for us. Any closing thoughts there, Pastor? No, that's really good. Looking forward to that that uh, day of judgment when Christ will will uh, welcome all of us, his people, and say, Come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank and bless you for living and for dying and for rising again. Thank you for uh, the Spirit who has worked both in and with you during your ministry and how you send into our hearts and lives through the means of grace, through the gospel and word and sacrament, continue to strengthen our faith and sustain our faith through this uh, life, through this sinful world in which we live. And at that time, Lord, uh, when you deem appropriate, come and take us home again on that great day of judgment. Lead us to yourself in heaven and bless us eternally in the gates of heaven forever. We pray all these things in your saving name. Amen. Amen. All right, a couple updates, reminders for you today. Uh, this evening, 7 p.m. online midweek Bible class. Uh, what are we taking a look at today, Pastor? Last week we went through the Dead Sea, so tonight we're going to be going through Mount Nebo. And so that's where Moses, really there's not a lot that's described in the Bible about it, except that Moses saw the promised land before the children of Israel were to enter into it. And then he died, and the Lord buried him. Whether it's specifically on Mount Nebo or somewhere in Moab there, we don't really know for sure, but... Mm. Um, a lot of people have been looking for his grave. <laughs> I don't <laughs> haven't found gonna, it yet. Haven't yeah. found it yet. Ah, <laughs> well, maybe tonight, maybe tonight we'll have a big reveal or something. That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up this weekend, we switch to our fall weekend Bible class and Sunday school schedule. Um, so all summer we've had worship services at 6 p.m. and 10 a.m., Saturday and Sunday respectively. Now uh, we'll be adding our Sunday school and Bible class hour to the weekend. That means after service on Saturday evening. So that'd be 7 p.m., uh, we'll have our sun- Saturday school and Bible class uh, hour from uh, 7 to 8, 7.45, 8-ish or so. And then on sun- Sunday morning, uh, we'll have 9 a.m., so that'll be before church, Sunday school and Bible class at that time as well. Uh, this weekend, there will be installation for our Sunday school teachers as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. 
As far as our Bible studies, um, we're going to both of us be doing a different Bible study as we move forward. I'll be doing uh, continuing that study of the book of Romans. We have those Roman books, uh, Romans Bible journals we'll be continuing to go through. And then Pastor Radical is going to be continuing or starting a study on the geographical locations that he's been going through on Wednesday evenings and uh, uh, plan on presenting that to you in uh, Bible class as well. Uh, starting tomorrow, uh, Thursday evening, our adult choir will begin meeting. Uh, it's been quite some time since we've had regular practice, uh, so we look forward to that uh, taking place and kicking off. So Thursday evenings from seven or six fifteen, excuse me, to seven thirty p.m. Uh, no experience necessary. Please come and join uh, if you are able and willing. Next Monday, that'd be Monday, September 11th, the Committee of the Congregation is meeting again. That's at 7 p.m. Please submit questions to our Congregational President, Jason Dick, if you have any questions that you'd like that committee to consider. Um, so we will be going through uh, questions that we would like to think about and consider as a group, and then we will be adding responses and questions to those que or, and answers to those questions as well. Uh, coming up September 20th, uh, we'll be hosting an evangelism seminar. That's September 20th from 6 to 8 p.m. There will be a presentation from my brother, Pastor Tom Nauman, uh, based on the theme Acts of Evangelism. So there will be a presentation followed by a, uh, a potluck meal that we have quite a few people who volunteered to bring uh, meals, uh, dishes in for that. And then uh, there will be a brief uh, closing section of that presentation as well. That weekend, uh, September 21st to the 24th, is Man Up Retreat. Uh, it is now no longer able to uh, get the cheap rate anymore, but you sure still can sign up. Uh, just go ahead and do so uh, on the website. Is there a website for that? Manup.clclutheran.org. Oh, there you go. Uh, that same weekend is the Freshman Carnival here at Emmanuel, so that takes place on Sunday afternoon. Uh, that'll be September 24th, so please plan to support the freshmen as well. As far as our prayer list for this week, we keep in our prayers Carrie Dale, John Hine, Will Rucker, and Marlene Hanel, all of whom are dealing with different cancer diagnoses. We thank God on behalf of Bob and Norma Carlson, who this week are, actually I believe it's today, they're celebrating their 65th uh, wedding anniversary, so what a what a amazing blessing that has been for the two of them. Uh, last week, Thursday, Nellie Gwendolyn Schreier, the daughter of Colin and Noelle Schreier, was born. So we thank God that everything went smoothly there for them, and mother and baby are doing just fine. Coming up tomorrow, Trina Frank is having uh, surgery on her hip. Uh, so we pray that God would bless bless her uh, and her recovery, which I, I understand takes quite some time. So I uh, pray that God would bless her through that surgery. And finally, we keep in our prayers many of the missions overseas. Uh, we're starting to put more of those prayers into the bulletin, so hope you take note of that. Uh, some of the prayers that uh, are shared with us that we'd like to get your uh, uh, prayers to our Heavenly Father on as well. So take a look in the bulletin and, take, and see those mission prayers that we're trying to share with you. Which brings us to our hymn of the day. We're reading from the Lutheran hymnal, hymn 611, The Day is Surely Drawing Near. I'll read a few verses out of here. The day is surely drawing near when God's Son, the Anointed, shall with great majesty appear as judge of all appointed. All mirth and laughter then shall cease when flames on flames will still increase as Scripture truly teacheth. A book is opened then to all, a record truly telling what each hath done, both great and small, when he on earth was dwelling. 
and every heart be clearly seen, and all be known as they have been in thoughts and words and actions. O Jesus, who my debt didst pay, and for my sin was smitten, within the book of life, O may my name be also written, I will not doubt, I trust in thee, from Satan thou hast made me free, and from all condemnation. Therefore my intercessor be, and for thy blood and merit, declare my name from judgment free, with all who life inherit, that I may see thee face to face, when all with all thy saints in that blessed place, which thou for us hast purchased. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.